the Public News Service Daily Newscast, January the 12th, 2024. I'm Mike Clifford. Public service is its own reward for many people, but as tuition costs soar, it's also an effective tool to reduce college loans. The Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program rewards people who work for the government or a nonprofit. It was created by President George W. Bush in 2007 and has been expanded by the Biden administration. Texas State University professor William Chittenden says what's different now is that many also qualify for what's called the income-driven repayment plan. Your student loan payments are going to be based on your disposable income, which will change for family size. And the idea is that it'll never be more than 5 to 10 percent or so of your disposable income. After working with an eligible employer for 10 years and making 120 qualifying monthly payments on debt, students have the remaining debt forgiven. I'm Roz Brown. President Biden proposed a comprehensive student loan forgiveness program, but it was ruled unconstitutional by the U.S. Supreme Court. And a KFF Health News, Minnesota News Service Collaboration, says self-driving vehicles are advancing mainly in big cities, but some researchers see autonomous vehicles as a chance to remove transportation barriers in rural areas, especially for older adults and people with disabilities. Grand Rapids resident Myrna Peterson, who has quadriplegia, helped attract government funding to bring five self-driving vans to her community. Reporting from KFF Health News says these vans always have a person in the driver's seat poised to take over in complicated situations. But with computers in control the rest of the time, the operator can focus more on the passengers they're transporting. Peterson says the free service allows her to limit the miles she puts on her wheelchair. It keeps me safe on the streets and it literally gets me off the streets in inclement weather. Peterson says Minnesota's autonomous rural transit initiative, known as Go Marty, makes life more enjoyable and independent. But fully independent vehicles remain far from everyday options as the auto industry struggles to perfect the technology. I'm Mike Moen. Next to New York, where NBC News reports former President Donald Trump told the judge presiding over his New York civil fraud trial Thursday that he is an innocent man while lawyers from the state attorney general's office painted him as a fraudster who routinely lied about his net worth in a scheme to line his pockets with even more money. The judge says, it's up to me now, and I'll do my best to have a final decision by January 31. The case will be decided by the judge in a bench trial with no jury. This is Public News Service. Just a week into the legislative session, New York lawmakers are moving to uphold democracy and to expand voting rights. The state Senate passed a package of bills that would expand early voting, allow more absentee ballot drop-offs and portable voting locations, and join a multi-state database to clarify voter rolls, among other things. Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins says the measures will make voting more fair and accessible to New Yorkers and ease burdens on election workers. And now more than ever, you know, environments change all the time, and it is very, very clear that we need to create an atmosphere where voters can vote confidently and easily. On the floor Monday, Senate Republicans pushed back during debate and questioned how the proposed changes would impact election and voter integrity. Farah Siddiqui reporting. Meantime, a pipeline project to transport carbon dioxide captured from ethanol and fertilizer production to a permanent storage site is raising concerns about safety and potential damage 
to the surrounding land. Last month, members of the Illinois Farm Bureau adopted policies supporting a temporary moratorium on the project until the Hazardous Material Safety Administration can update its safety regulations. They include automatic notifications for pipeline leaks and training for emergency first responders. Bill Bodine with the Farm Bureau explains his group opposes another condition. They express concerns about the use of eminent domain for these projects and, and do not support the use of eminent domain and then want to see the developers reaching willing agreements, uh, making some progress in reaching those willing agreements before it's the pipeline portions of those projects are approved. Landowners are not willing to give up their land so easily. In 2006, the Illinois General Assembly passed a bill to limit the takeover of private property for private development. However, critics of the legislation claim it included exceptions that undermine any benefits to property owners. I'm Terry D. reporting. Finally, Danielle Smith informs us the Keystone 10 Million Trees Partnership is helping to get Pennsylvania on track for its 2025 Chesapeake Bay Pollution Reduction Goals. Manager Joe Hallinan with the Chesapeake Bay Foundation says they plan to distribute 100,000 trees each spring and fall to reach the goal of 10 million new trees in the state by 2025. They worked with more than 300 direct partners in distributing about about 500,000 native trees and shrubs in 2023. He expects through other resources to see even more trees planted by these organizations. Beyond just distributing trees, we also work on education, community outreach, and resources. This is Mike Clifford. We thank you for ending your week with Public News Service, member and listener supported. Here's on Interesting Radio Stations, your favorite podcast platform, Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.